What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and our second edition of The Fandalorian Club, our Mandalorian review special show we have going on here uh, just for the Star Wars show that is officially live in Wild, a second episode of the season. Um, I'm Jake Boleyn, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake, as I go by on the Padawan Podcast. Um, I am the host of the Fandalorian Club, and I am joined yet again by Mr. Brian Avalicino, um, Grand Admiral Sino himself, as he's known on the Padawan Podcast. Uh, we are here, obviously, uh, to discuss The Mandalorian. The second episode is officially out. Yes, it is. Um, we just watched it, and uh, we are fresh off of our viewing and excited to kind of dive into some stuff. Um, it's going to be a very open kind of conversation. If you watched our first episode, uh, you definitely got that vibe. We're going to run through the show a little bit as far as um, maybe in sections. It seems like the each... It seems like each um, episode is kind of running in sections here, which is very nice to kind of. Be, it's very easy to break down. Spoilers, for us. if you haven't figured that out. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's we're not holding back on the spoilers. So if you have not watched the episode, bookmark it. Come back to us afterwards. If you have watched us, join us uh, in the conversation down below. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you don't um, care, thanks for watching too. <laughs> yeah, there you go too. There are some people who don't care about spoilers. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna break it down a little bit. So if you've seen the episode, um, the sections that we're talking about here. We're going to talk a little bit about the very first section, which is um, he runs into the Trandoshans. He's with, uh, we're going to call him Tiny, and that's that. That's full credit to the Resistance broadcast over at Star Wars Newsnet. Tiny stands for This Is Not Yoda. Um, it's a perfect acronym just to call him, not not Yoda, Baby Yoda, just call him Tiny. Straight Tiny makes sense, so I'm, I'm sealing that one, um, and we're sticking with it for now. So... Uh, he, him and Tiny get essentially attacked by Trandoshans, and then uh, we're going to end right as he falls off the sand crawler. Uh, so that, that hunk of section there, yeah. which is some cool things to talk about. But, um, yeah, I mean, we pick up, essentially, this feels like the second part of the first episode. Yeah. Um, if you put them together, it flows right together. The last scene of the first episode where they're touching fingers, essentially, and then it picks up with them walking um, in some sort of cave or cavern, and they get attacked by these Trandoshans, and we come to find out that they're, uh, or what we think is that they were the ones listening in the conversation, or at the bar from the first episode when he met with Grief Karga. Um, Karga? Karga, so, Karga so, excuse me. Uh, very cool action scene, but we get a big thing here, and we learn, out, learn what the Mandalorian's weapon can do, and it can freaking disintegrate uh, anybody no in its, in its act. Exactly, a great callback. Um, to the first ever time we saw Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back, where Invader says, no disintegrations. Um, it's also, uh, and I just found this out, that a very, very cool callback to A New Hope when um, the Sandcaller gets gets attacked uh, by the Sand People slash Stormtroopers, and it says, uh, those are two, those are two, uh, Obi-Wan says, those are two good, good of shots to be of Stormtroopers, or whatever he says. The Jawas robes are there, but there's no Jawas. So the sand people could very well be dis- disintegrating as well. Um, hmm. And so maybe it's a connection to their kind of weapons. Don't really know where his origin of weapon is, but weapon it's a cool a addition lot. and a cool callback. A very cool callback to Empire Strikes Back, the very first uh, time we saw Bubba. Yeah, that weapon does a lot. Well, it's, it's shocked. It's a stun gun. It's I wouldn't be surprised if, if the tip of it is Beskar as well, because it slices through some things pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it and it... It's strong. I mean, the they the Trandoshan seem to have like blades, like axes, and, and almost, it was yeah. not cutting through it or mm-hmm. anything. So it's a pretty solid weapon, especially being that it was a joke 
from the Christmas special. And if I'm not mistaken, we just saw him shoot his blaster in the first episode, correct? Yeah, he has a sidearm. The blaster. Side blaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and th- yeah, cool introduction to the rifle. Uh, we've seen him look through a, a number of times. But uh, now to kind of fully see it in action. And then we see it again in action. He takes down the Trent Oceans. Um, he whoops their butt. And they're clearly bounties. Um, we see that they have a tracker. Possibly um, guild members. Yeah, well, well, they have the tracker, which yeah. just means they've been put on the mission for either... Uh, tiny or they've been put on the mission for him we don't exactly know at this point who they were after it seemed like they were after tiny because one of them was running after him yeah they 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 just almost seemed like he was in the way exactly and they their goal was to get to but that's interesting because if and kill it well it's interesting because if they're attacking him for the bounty isn't that against the rules i think it's a different bounty i don't i think i think maybe they were sent by someone else because Grief Karga, or not Grief Karga, um, Warner Herzog. Warner Her- Herzog, they both were kind of like, Warner Herzog didn't care, but the scientist was like, I want it alive. All these other guild members seem to be wanting to, ki- to kill it. I have a feeling that they weren't sent by either Grief Karga or Warner Herzog. That's what I'm saying. I don't like think. A, maybe they were sent by the Empire. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm starting to think that Warner Herzog isn't the Empire. Even though he has a symbol around his chest, I'm starting to think that he's not. Uh, I think he is, but I think he's kind of like one of those like moths that kind of go off and become like I'm in charge, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. But um, yeah, he doesn't at this point. He doesn't seem very like empire royal. Like yeah. I am a kind of yeah. He kind of like seems like he's doing his own thing. So I don't know, but I do think that there's some there's something fishy about the guild stuff going on right now. Well, we don't know the kind of time. Obviously, the time is a very odd type of time after the re- the rebellion had won and the Empire is gone. And Yeah, well, the one thing that sticks out to me that I've been thinking about probably the most is the fact that, like, Grief Cargo was kind of almost, like, hesitant to give him the tiny mission. And if all these guild members keep coming after tiny... He doesn't seem like it was very secretive to... He almost seems like he's just handing them out, like, freely. Like, it's not that special, so... Well, he's not the one that he's handing out the the tiny bounty, though. It's Werner Herzog. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, he was... He knew about it. I don't think... Well, he didn't know what what it was about. He he sent them... He sent, uh... He sent Mando to Werner Herzog, and then... Because he was, like, face-to-face only... I don't have any details. I just know about the bounty. Yeah, it something to me just something doesn't really add up. There's, no, although there's definitely questions. There's some definitely there's mystery. something going on with yeah. this guild thing that we don't know yet. Totally, totally. So. Um, but yeah, that that takes us to our next scene. He, he defeats the Trandoshans, and then he's walking up to his ship, the Razor Crest, and it's being ravaged by Jawas. It's yeah, like just absolutely taken to piece by Jawas. Uh, the Sandcrawler and everything is there, and they're doing what they do. Um, and as uh, Agnolti explains uh, later on in the episode, they're Which not, is not his name. They're, I know it's just so easy to call him Agnolti because he's Nick Nolte in an Agnot body. But um, they're not destroying their ceiling. They steal. That's yeah. all they do. They steal for parts. They're essentially, um, you know, they're essentially the the Star Wars version of pawn shops, if you will, uh, on wheels. Yeah, they blow. I don't even know. I, there's. Just, there's something. They steal it and then resell it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this is where we see the rifle in action again as he mows down Jawas. Just absolutely we both, mows. We both, you said it. I thought I was like, 
Are they really going to show him picking off? Oh, he, he he shot at least three of he them. He did shoot three, um, and the rest of them got away. But we see that his ship is just taken to pieces, like it's unworkable. Can't fly. Can't fly. It's just there's wires and uh, all of his weapons that were in the storage locker from the first episode are gone. Like everything is just gone. And so he essentially goes on this adventure to track down the Jawas, and he chases after the Sandcrawler. And this is where we get one of the coolest callbacks in all of Star Wars. We get an Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade callback, the tank scene, as uh, we watched in a, in a video. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, I, I feel like I've seen this before. Um, there was very a la Mad Max to me, because uh, they were kind of like off the vehicles and stuff like that. that. Uh, um, music. <laughs> but the Indiana Jones callback is such a better... Uh, way to say it because he jumps on the sand crawler a la the tank like Indy did he gets um, and they go up against the wall just like they did in, in the last crusade climbs up the sand crawler you know he's fighting his way up and they're throwing stuff at him like from like it's someone would on a balcony um, and then he gets up there and then he gets shocked by all these Jawas <laughs> he finally gets up there he gets shocked and he falls down very cool sequence very action packed and I love the way that it was shot throughout as well um, and the addition of the Mando's theme song which is really cool place throughout too yeah I mean, yeah, you pretty much said it all. There's, there's not too much to say about it. It, I mean, he tried to stop the ship, which would have been really hard because those things are freaking huge. Well, as he says later in the episode, it's a what did he, he said? It's a, uh, um, the Jawa fortress or the or the crawling fortress. I think it's literally a city on wheels. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and then you, it's the inside so tiny. Like he was sitting and like that, so I'm sure it just weaves and wobbles have we ever I, I imagine we have been in in one and maybe an episode of like the clone wars we haven't something. been like through it but we've seen like in a new hope uh c3po and rgd2 are in the th- in the like yeah thing like yeah, 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 yeah and stuff but we've never like we don't know like if there's like four levels mm-hmm. or stuff like that i mean you could i'm sure if you look it up there is but not something that we've seen yeah totally uh so that's one of the big easter eggs in the episode um the Indiana Jones stuff that's really cool I thought I, th- I thought Rick Fami Famu Famua I think how you say his name could be mistaken um the gentleman who directed Dope did a great job uh you know with everything kind of going on in this sequence as far as camera work and everything and um the way he also made sure we knew where Tiny was too yeah uh, the camera shots like this entire time, you could be thinking to yourself, did he just leave? That And that's what I thought a couple times. I was like, uh... Quick shots of him right behind off him. Yeah. after the fortress, and what the heck happened to the other <laughs> one? But it's just, like, floating. Well, he has a, I think he's got something he on his wrist. He did, like, this. He, and, and it's, it, like, following it, him, yeah. essentially. Like, a magnet almost yeah. in a way, which is really cool. Um, But this leads us to uh, the heart of the episode. He obviously finds Agnolti. He tells him what happened, and they go after the Jawas... Um, you skipped part. I think. Did it happen yet with the cut? Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's when he wakes up. Uh, yeah. He wakes up from being knocked out after falling at the sand crawler, um, and he did get cut from trying to crawl up the the fortress. And Tiny crawls out of um, his crib. We'll call his, his crib. Egg. His floating crib. <laughs> um, and he puts his hand up, and it looks like he's about to heal him. But then Mando picks him up, puts him back in, and then he comes back out, and then he comes back out and tries to do it again, and then Mando puts him back in, which is a little bit of a tease, and as we know, final product, it's a major tease for what's following. 
Um, and that leads us to uh, Agnolti telling him what happened, going to find the Jawas, trying to trade back for what he wants. And they tell him, uh, first of all, they're, they're like, we want the best car. He's not going to give up the best car, obviously. He's like, yeah, okay. And then he tries to light him on fire. Which is funny, because I I swear to you, I was literally thinking he's, they're like, get rid of the big gun. I was like, okay, you get rid of the big gun. He's like, get rid of the pistol. Got rid of the pistol. I was like, I was sitting there thinking, Mandalorians usually have a flamethrower and then the the rocket. The rocket. And I was like, he clearly doesn't have a rocket. I wonder if it has a flamethrower. Well, he doesn't have a lot of things that normal yeah. Mandalorians don't. But, I mean, those are like the four. I mean, those are like four main, the pistol at mm-hmm. least, and the flamethrower. And then I was literally thinking, I wonder if he has the flamethrower. And then they're like, give me your the, your metal. And then he just <laughs> likes them like, well, there's the answer. Yeah. I really wish they would have caught one, like, Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, See their little hands yeah. try to put it out? Yeah, that would have been funny. Um, but then after that, they asked. They were, one of them was like, pointed, and they were pointing at Tiny. They he was all like, started to... And he was like, get away, and they're like, yeah. get away. Um, but then they huddle up, and they're trying to figure out what they want, and they say the egg. And they're like, the egg, the egg. egg. They start egg, chanting, egg, chanting egg, which is classic Jawa thing, like a total Jawa. It's, it's also reminding me of Spaceballs, when they were, oh where, they were God, uh, yeah. <laughs> where they were chanting dick. Yeah. Um, which... This is one of the best scenes of the entire movie. Um, but then travel, they're, you know, he's inside the ship, like we mentioned earlier. They're going to find this egg, and we don't exactly know what it is. Lo and behold, it is the cool beast we saw in the trailer, um, which you said that looked like the beast from the Attack of the Clones. It's not. I looked up the Very beast. similar. It's close. It's Very got similar. the same, like, horn, but it doesn't have the... It's hairy. It has, like, this yeah. really thick kind of fur on that it. That one's more scary. Um, scary. The other one in Attack of the Clones is more scaly. In the mud, you know, kind of just like in hibernation almost yeah. in a way. And he has to battle this beast to get its egg. Um, gets his butt whipped. Yeah. Uh, chest place destroyed. Dying. He gets crushed, you know. He loses his rifle. Uh, or got clogged, I should say. And then he got many losses, yeah. rifle. Um, and then they're kind of going toe-to-toe. And he pulls out the last thing he has in the knife. Um, essentially almost like... Closes his eyes. Yeah, he almost just kind of like accepts his fate and just does like this. And the big moment in the in the sequence uh, or in the entire episode, uh, Tiny puts out his hand and he freaking lifts the monster off the ground, full force action. Yeah. And essentially gives the Mando a chance, a fighting chance, and then the Mando stabs it, kills it, goes and gets the egg. But I mean, we'll probably get into this a little bit um, after we kind of recap the episode, but just quick thoughts on, on what you initially reacted to to that moment. I love Tiny. He's <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> so adorable. It is. He really is so... He or she. He or she. We he don't or know. She. We don't That's know. true. Um, that, the thing is so cool. It's, it's a great really combination just... of, of puppetry and CGI. Yeah. It's like a perfect combination. It really is. And there's obviously moments of the movement, because we, sp- we saw him walking around in the episode. Yeah. You can tell a little bit, but as far as, like, when you think of, like, a television show and doing something like Yoda, it's a really good, uh, you know, cohesive partnership of both CGI and live action. Yeah. And it answered our question. Oh, oh, our, oh we, our, yeah, we talked about it. Are Yoda's species Force-sensitive completely and... They definitely are, no Big matter. Time. No matter. We've seen what. three of his of his species species, and all three of them have force abilities. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm and we're, as like I said, we're gonna talk about it probably in the back end of the episode. But I'm so intrigued to learn more about his. Me too. His species. I, it's funny because the first episode, I was kind of like disappointed because I think well we had been really like 
we're gonna get Boba Fett. We're gonna get Boba Fett. And then it was like, it's such a good, oh. uh, such a good change. Yeah, and it was just kind of just like a, oh man, that's not what we wanted. <laughs> and really, a Yoda. But it's paying off. But now I'm kind of like, all right, this thing's kind of sweet. Like I, and it, obviously it's the cutest little yeah. thing. Only thing that kind of really uh, annoys me is I get it's a baby, but don't use human baby noises. Like they were literally like. What can I do though? I don't know. Make a little alien. Make it li- sound like a little bit alien. Yeah, but Yoda speaks basic. He didn't speak alien. Yeah, but it literally sounds like a a human baby, like that. They just maybe they sound like that. I don't know. Don't know. I just, we we literally know. know nothing about this. I species. would love if it did like like a little like. Well, they're like they're that. creating the species as they go along. So what they're creating is what the species is. Yeah. So. I mean, but that's, like, literally, like, picking hair. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. And it, and it just, like, I like how I just passed out and went back to sleep. Well, it essentially yeah. forced, it, it drained as it forced. forced itself to sleep. Yeah. You know, it used so much energy. I got and kept, like, pushing it to try to, like, Well, he only, I think he only just pushed it at the end when they were in the No, ship. he did it, like, three separate oh, times. Okay. A couple times he would just, like, look at it and just go, like. Well, he wants to make sure it's alive. Yeah. You know? So. Um, but but yeah, I love that thing. Yeah, after that, uh, he grabs the egg, he takes it back to the Jawas, and Jaws. it's not like this thing that it's going to sell. They literally just wanted the egg. I, li- I was wondering that. I was like, okay, they have a monster egg. What are they going to do with the it? The thing is probably the size of like 30 of them. <laughs> what are they going to do with it? And he just whacks I love the, the way top. he chops the top yeah. off to it and then they start digging into the yeah. egg. Literally um, Mando looks at him like, you guys are so dumb. He's like, this, you guys are I can't disgusting. believe I just did this for you guys. Yeah. But he gets his parts back. Him and Agnolti put the shit back Start together. <laughs> yeah. They put the shit back together. Really cool. Um, do a really... I mean, they kill it. And then uh, the cool a cool part of the scene, though, is uh, Mando obviously has a connection with him because he offers him a job up on the ship. Interesting well, response. It's. I didn't even think about it, really, until we watched uh, Star Wars Explained, but, like, that is... It's what they're known the, for. The... The mechanic, mechanic engineers, yeah. in Cloud City and stuff like that, and I was like, "Oh, I, didn't, I forgot all about it's a, that." It's a cool Easter egg because yeah. we, I mean, we'll probably never know. Like, he may never, he may not show up in the in the season after these two episodes. And he even said, "What? I'm done serving." It's there's some. Uh, he he said, lines. "I work. I I yeah." He said, "I I essentially said I worked um, enough in my life to not serve anymore, or something yeah, along, in the it, Star it Wars like, world. It, yeah, it was something along, like, I'm done serving others, now I'm doing it myself. Yeah, which is, and it's, it's, it's a cool little callback, uh, cool tease, and we could not see him for the rest of the series, he kind of served his purpose. Yeah. Um. Which would kind of suck, because he's Yeah, like, it, it would suck, but, but it makes no sense to but do he, that. But he did, he did exactly what it needed to yeah. do, and he, he did teach Mando a few things, and we, and it shows, again, that Mando has a heart. He's not the typical Mandalorian bounty hunter, Right, um, he showed heart after saving Tiny in the first episode. He showed heart by offering him a job here. Um, really, really cool. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the episode. It, it's a very uh, simple episode, but straight to the point. Didn't really show a whole lot as far as like canning or Easter eggs or you know. The, well, it gave the, us a pretty big Easter egg. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, Force Yoda or Force Tiny. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that an Easter egg, but like still like callbacks, like the first episode. Did. I mean, who knows what could that could lead to? Well, that that's he's the MacGuffin of the series. Yeah, the, Tiny's gonna be, the, and that's that's a plot point going forward. They set up a plot point right there, and you know we can dive into that now. I mean, um, there's there's a lot of different ways we can kind of look at this 
And I guess the biggest one that I can ask right now and kind of lead into the conversation is, is there a connection to Yoda, whether it's a child, a relative? Do you think there's a possibility that Tiny is the son, the daughter, or some kind of relative of Yoda? Or is it just another one of the species? I think it's just another one of the species. I don't think it has anything to do with Yoda because that would be Yoda's pretty like strict with the rules of of that would be a pretty strong thing to change for a team for trying out a TV show because he Yoda's kind of always been that like a-hole that's like follow the rules follow the rules the rules are there like don't stray from it and then for him to find out like oh he like knocked someone up and had a kid like that would to me that would be like Alright, now I'm kind of like, you're a hypocrite. But, so that's why, I, th- I I wouldn't be surprised if these things, like, just, like, have some weird breeding and they just, like, happen to, like, have another one. But, um, I don't think it's related to Yoda. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is either. Um, I, it's, can I say what I think is something? Yeah, I don't. I think it's, like, their planet was wiped out. And there was only like a few left, and this is we literally know nothing. Yeah, that's uh, what I think. It's going to come. To it's life. been constantly discussed and revealed um, that George Lucas uh, he holds a lot of things in like close to the vest for Star Wars. He holds a lot of things. Yoda, Yoda, and Yoda species are one of those things that he that are like precious to him. They are. The number one things to him, and so we don't know anything about it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the things are born out of the Force. It's very possible. It's very possible, and we know that Dave Filoni deals with the Force a lot. Um, we know that John Favreau has a good connection with Filoni, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Lucas granted them that honor to do that. It'd be very cool. Um, another aspect of this I is... I would be supposed if that actually was. That'd be kind of dope. That, that would, and like, if there was something, some type of thing that these things, like, show up, like a... I don't know necessarily about show up, but maybe there's there's a way how they're born. They're essentially born from the Force. Like, maybe it's a la... Like, like I'm just randomly saying this because that first thing that popped in my head, but what if the Force essentially created, like, an egg and they're born out of eggs? Or yeah. some kind of, like, hibernation vacuum type thing where they're just like you I mean you've never seen the matrix I can't say this but like the matrix where they're uh they're no, born and raised in those buckets I watched enough of it to know what and that is. like they're kind of like created in that in a way yeah. um which would be very interesting uh, I I don't believe the clone idea either um that theory's kind of been thrown around um I'm interested in the yaddle perspective because it could be a very cool way to kind of bring everything full circle cuz she she essentially, she was given a story as far as what happened to her, but she was also kind of just, like, thrown off to the side and and forgotten about. Yeah, they could she be, was in episode one, yeah. and then not in episode two and three, and it could have been due to the fact that maybe they didn't want to do two puppets of yeah. the species, but they could do a cool thing about tying it back to her somehow. They honestly, if that's the case, they could just get away with saying, like, that species just at a certain age or something just they have has, duties have, they have a, duty or a baby yeah. like it doesn't even like need to be like male female mm-hmm. have a kid like it can maybe just have a, a female one has a baby and that could be why she maybe had to leave totally 
Totally. Uh, so I think it's clear after this episode that um, that uh, Tiny is in fact the MacGuffin of the series uh, of this season, at least. I think that that's going to be the main part of everything that's kind of happening. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, and maybe even uh, uh, you know give it a rating or whatever. Um, the cool thing I thought about this is that everything that was going on with Tiny and you know using the Force and uh, its ability. Mandalorian and Ugnolti had no idea what it was doing. No idea. They didn't... It Every time it happened, Mando, Mando was kind of looking at it like, what, what are you doing? doing yeah. And this is a time where the Jedi have been extinct for decades. At least two. It's um, just Luke. Luke is alive, but he's off somewhere, but not everybody was involved in the Rebellion. Even the Sith, or, I mean, Darth Vader was... Exactly. The... The weird guy that used the Force, he's been dead for ev- five years. Everyone knew, everyone knows about the war between the Empire and the Rebellion, but not everyone knows about the abilities of Vader, Luke, uh, the Emperor, and what they're able to do as far as Force abilities, especially I mean, the Mandalorians, because they're off, yeah. they're off, you know, in hiding. People didn't really even know that, uh, did the people even know the Emperor had Force powers? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think anybody did, so I think it's a very cool plot point for them to kind of figure out what's going, or now for just Mando to figure out what's going on um Agnolti was was essentially doesn't know either but we don't know if we're going to see him from now on um but I think it's a very cool idea the fact that not everybody knows about the force not everybody knows about the force and for him to be able to find out and kind of get those questions answered um is that where Cardoon comes into play is, I keep forgetting she hasn't even shown up yet. Well, so I, I was able to find out that... Um, and IMDb is so hard to rely on because it's... it's uh, Anybody can enter stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's listed for five episodes on IMDb. I don't know if that's true or not. Very well could be. But there's a lot of other characters that are it's, listed for a random pair. I I looked up uh, Nolte's character last week and it only said one. Since yeah, so it, this one we, we have no idea, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case because after this episode, I kind of got the feeling like, okay, like, let's get going. Like, let's get going into this storyline. Maybe the tail end of three. I have a feeling they're going to meet in episode three. Yeah. Because I, I feel like this is the, the setting off point. Like, okay, we got this introduction. We got the story. We, we know what it's about now. He has, he has this force being, this youngling. We can call it a youngling officially. Um, oh, we can call it a youngling. Yeah, we can call um, it a youngling. We can call it a youngling. Who uh, said um, that last time? And so, I feel like the next episode is going to be the, the the episode that's like, okay, now this is like a six part, a six episode arc towards the season finale. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get everything that's going to be cohesive. There are going to be episodes that feel like a six hour movie, um, and this felt like a two hour uh, or a, an hour movie, and then we're moving on to our six hour movie um, because I feel like. It's a good introduction. It's a good setting off point, and now he's off to subdue the bounty. Whatever he does with it, I feel like everything that follows is going to be connected to what's kind of happened now. Yeah, I will say the one thing I respect in this is I like it bums me out that the episodes are so short, but I like the fact that there's not fluff in it just to fill up an hour's worth of time. They're, they're a they they're a slow burn. 30 minute show episodes yeah it they take a long time for how short they are yeah it it is telling you this specific story with no fluff to fill out an hour's worth of time 
And I think I've, I'm starting to rather prefer that than, oh, man, it went by fast. I wish it was an hour long. And then half of it just be, like, them, two characters hanging out or something like that, like a jokey scene. And I, I kind of am starting to, like, get on board with that train where it's just give me the story. So I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that um, I would much rather have them do this and know the story that they're telling in uh, a good, fluid way like this. But I, I have a feeling... That starting next week, we're going to see 45 minutes plus because so they released I. two episodes this week. So do I. I think they may, in a way, I'm not saying they did, but in a way, essentially split the first episode in half. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it wouldn't be surprised because it would be close to an hour, mm-hmm. like almost like a part one, part two. Well, it was 30 minutes and 37, I believe, yeah, so, so I mean, hour seven or whatever it is. And so I have a feeling they may have done that. Could be wrong. Um, and we could very well get 30 to 40 minutes episodes for the rest of the season. But like you said, if they tell them fluidly and they know what they're doing, um, and they're as good as they have been as far as storytelling, I'm okay with them being 30 minutes. Is it kind of a bummer because we were expecting an hour? Sure. That doesn't mean they can't do that in the future. It's like a nice piece of meat. You Mm -hmm. trim the fat off, you get the goodness of what it is. You, You enjoy the fat sometimes, but you know... At the end, you want something good, and that's what they're giving us. And I'm fine with it. I'm. I mean, is it? Would it suck if those were? If it was always this short, yeah. But like that forty-fiver, that was fine. Or the last the first one, the thirty-seven, didn't seem like thirty-seven. So it felt like a forty-five. Yeah, totally. So. Um, all right, so wrap things up real here, real quick. The next episode that we're going to be getting episode three is on next Friday. Yes, it um, is. And we will be doing this every after every episode. Uh, so you can come back here um, next Friday, check us out, and make sure you check out everything you else have going on here on Apocalypse, obviously. Uh, but the next episode will be directed by Jebba Chow, um, who is running the Obi-Wan series. And so we're going to get our first taste of her, her take on Star Wars. This is probably the one director I've... My excitement has been because of Obi-Wan. because now i'm like how she does this mm-hmm. is gonna have a nice reflection on how obi-wan not the same tone but we'll see how totally. she's directing it totally um and then the following one is gonna be bryce dallas howard and then dave filoni again then rick famu again deborah chow and then taika watiti the bryce um, dallas howard one i'm very interested because i'm kind of like it's I mean, like... It's her first I, time ever directing. Exactly. And I'm like, that's a pretty ballsy first one. Yeah. Well, she's been on a Star Wars set before. Her dad directed oh, yeah. Solo and everything, but... Um, but for her debut? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they are 30-minute episodes, it's kind of a good little yeah. entry, you know what I mean? So, And having Dave Filoni and John Favreau and George Lucas on set it's is... not like she is, can't just call her dad, too. He was, pro- I, he was probably on oh, set. Oh, 100%. More than likely, he was on 100%. set. 100%. So, uh, but yeah, there it is, guys. Our uh, spoiler-heavy review... Of the Mandalorian chapter two titled The Child. Let me ask you one thing. You think he gives up uh Tiny? No. I think he does and then takes it back. He like, does and then changes fights his, his mind and goes back again. I could see him giving him up, getting it, and then fighting to save him. Yeah. Something like that, where he kind of wins uh wins the Beskar and wins Tiny. Yeah. Or we can go I guess we can call it young one if you want if you want to. No, Tiny's cute. Tiny's a cool one, maybe. Yeah. This is not Yoda. Um, I all those people saying it's a reincarnation of Yoda. Get out of here. Go away. 
Um, uh, anyway, I would be pissed if that was. I it would it would just it can't th- because there wouldn't be a point of view. The Last Jedi as a ghost in... That doesn't mean there can't be a reincarnation of him. And that's 30 years later. Maybe he died again. Who knows? No. <laughs> anyway, uh, there it is, guys. The Fandalorian Club. Episode number two. Our official review of chapter two. Uh, the Child. I am Jake. That is Brian. Uh, make sure you check out Apocalypse Movies and everything we have going on here. Obviously, I mentioned every Friday after every episode, we're going to be here talking to the Fandalorian Club. Um, look out next week as we may be tinkering with a live aspect to Ooh, do it quicker. News to um, me. That's because Brian doesn't pay attention to the chat. Yes, it um, is. And so, uh, but make sure you check that out. Maybe we'll get some support for that, which would be really, really cool. Make sure you share us on all social media. Like us, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Find us on all the auto pla- audio platforms as well. You can find them right there. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pod, uh, Apple, Anchor, all of that good stuff. So, again, I am Jake, that is Brian, this is the Fandalorian Club, and we'll see you guys next time. I have spoken. Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. If you want something a little bit different, check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.